The NFL world wasn't ready for the complete pandemonium that took place across the league last week. Bad teams are beating good teams. Good teams are losing to bad teams. The Detroit Lions were still losing games. Anarchy had ensued upon the league. But one thing remains constant. Our upload schedule is still rigid and we are still cranking out these weekly podcasts. We are back yet again at Thick Man Inc. to tell you what went on last week and how you should interpret it, because everybody knows you shouldn't have your own opinions. Starting things off, we look at the Dallas Cowboys, Denver Broncos. How would you call this, Tristan? I would call it a debacle, a questionable situation to say the least. Well, it is a, I mean, it was a blowout. The Broncos blew the Cowboys out. It was, what, 30 to 0 with five minutes left. And to me, this game really was a throwback to the Cowboys of last season and the last however many years where they're not very good. They looked completely uninspired the entire game. They played with little energy. Dak looked more like Dak and Dunk than the Dak of this season where he's been lighting up defenses. They didn't impose their will on the Broncos. The offensive line wasn't pushing the Broncos around, who just traded away Von Miller. Zeke and Tony Pollard weren't running wild. We've seen Dak dominate. He didn't do that. They were just all around terrible, and it's probably for a few reasons. I think they looked past the Broncos. They saw the Broncos trade Von Miller to the Rams. They saw that the Broncos were starting Teddy Two Gloves at quarterback. They saw that the Broncos don't have the best talent in the world on offense. Weren't you the one hyping up their receiving core last year? I don't remember. I don't remember these things. And I do think... (laughs) (laughs) I choose to forget these things. (laughs) And I do think there's a lot to be said for the fact they failed two fourth down conversions early in the first quarter. Had they converted on those fourth down conversions, it was probably a much different game. Had they decided to kick field goals on those fourth downs, they get ahead early in the game. I know, albeit just 6-0, but it would have maybe swung the momentum a little bit and gave them that energy that they were looking for. Failed fourth down conversions took the wind out of their sails. And now when it comes to looking forward for the Cowboys, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Cowboys haters. I maybe even you, I don't, Isaiah, I don't know how yet you feel about this game yet, but that are going to say that this is indicative of how the rest of their season's going to go. And I don't think that's truly quite the case. One blowout is not a reason to cause concern. I mean, I think they just weren't playing with energy. I think they looked past the Broncos and hopefully they take a step back, reevaluate. And when they play the Falcons next week, they blow them out the four and four Falcons, it'll only become cause for concern if it's a close game with the Falcons or if they somehow lose to the Falcons. And then when they play the Chiefs, they make the Chiefs defense somehow look good and they let Patrick Mahomes run them up and down the field. So I don't think it's cause for concern. They reverted to last season. As a wise man once said, not specifically about the Cowboys, but they are who we thought they were. Everyone was fooled last week simply by the fact that the Dallas Cowboys won a game with a backup quarterback. And look, let me tell you something, Tristan. A win against the Minnesota Vikings in an all-close format is a loss in my books. The Minnesota Vikings, terrible team. They got all excited. They won a game with their backup. Man, oh, wow, we're great. We can win with anybody. Man, these Broncos team, complete joke. They traded Von Miller, the best defensive player in their franchise's history. And we got Dak Prescott, our MVP, back. And then they just got smacked. And this is great because it is indicative of the fact the Cowboys are not there yet. Not even 
even in terms of roster construction and coaching, they're just not there mentally as players yet. They didn't come out ready. They bought into their own hype. They thought they were too good. And now they have been slapped in the face by the Broncos. I frankly don't think they're going to respond because that's just how the Dallas Cowboys go. You can say all these nice things you want about them, make your division seem a little bit better. It's not. They play a weak schedule. Their wins are going to be fraudulent and their two seed in the playoffs is going to mean very little when they lose in the first round like they always do. The Cowboys are the Cowboys. This is another great example of that. And if you can't accept that, I just want to know what you've been watching the last two years because it hasn't been Cowboys football. I mean, they've beaten good teams on those. So I mean, their resume is a lot better than a lot of other teams in the NFL who have winning records. They beat the Chargers, who are a good NFL the team. The Chargers stink. Oh, now the Chargers stink. The Chargers stink. Look okay. at their record, man. They beat the Patriots. Look at what happened to the Chargers. The Patriots also stink. They don't stink. They look like they, they may win Matt the Jones AFC Jones is their quarterback out there twisting ankles. Better than the Bills. Trying to get any edge he has whatsoever. Trying to snap someone's the Panthers. Now, at the time the they answer. beat them, the Panthers were playing like a good and football team. How many team games then. the Panthers lost in a row? I I don't know at this point. They've lost a lot in a row. But my my point being, I mean, we've said the same things. I acknowledged the fact that the Cowboys did not look good, and it looked like they were the Cowboys of old. Out of the sample size of just this year and just this roster, their defense in general has played much better than the last few seasons. They've played with energy. No, Micah Parsons hold on. it is really hasn't. What good offense have they played? The Raiders, the, the uh, Chargers offense. The Chargers offense isn't good. They've been getting slapped around these past few weeks. Their numbers were inflated by playing terrible defenses early on. Like, look, they're only putting up 27 against the Eagles, got put up 24 against the Patriots, scored six points against the freaking Ravens. They are not that good of an offense. They've only gone above 30 twice. Not even above 30. They've been at 30 once and then lit up the Browns. Like, they are just not that good they're of an offense. They're having trouble scoring. Is this because you drafted Justin Herbert? No, it's not because they I drafted Justin Herbert. I don't like having to defend the Cowboys, but I think it's it's kind of crazy to attack them for one loss, especially with how convincing the rest of their victories have been this year. And they were me and you have both harped on the fact week one doesn't matter so much, but they almost beat the Bucks. So like they're a two loss team with a two was a two point loss to the Bucks, and now they had one bad game against the Broncos. A lot of teams have had bad win is beating the Vikings that's only that impressive because they had their backup quarterback beating the Chargers by three points isn't that big of a deal the Cowboys are not they beat the Patriots the too. The NFC. The Patriots are not a good. They may win their team, division, particularly earlier on in the year, because of how Mac Jones is playing. But no, you just want the Cowboys to be good, so it makes the NFC least the worst division in football, not football history, because they used to be good a long time ago. It makes the worst division in football currently look just a little bit better. Where your lowly Giants reside, are they at the bottom? Are they at the bottom? They're of the not least? at the bottom of the least. Who's at the bottom of the least? The Giants are actually one game out of the wild card spot but who's at the bottom of the oh, it's gotta be the eagles right no washington has two wins both have two wins and the giants, giants and the eagles have three wins oh man look at that come on football team you can do better they even beat the lowly giants and they're still yeah the our you feel um, bad for the football team our take on the football team's defense may be uh, glacially cold by the end of this season that's glacially cold now their sack rate went tremendously down and Chase Young has not responded at all to double teams. 
So now that we have gone completely away from the Dallas Cowboys, no, they're not as good as people were hyping them up to be. It's simply just not how things have shaked out for them. They played a week schedule early on. They're going to play a week schedule the rest of the year, but you don't play a week schedule in the playoffs, so sucks to be them. Whatever you say, Isaiah, at the end of the day, the Broncos had a good game. The Cowboys had their one bad game this year. I think they're still going to be good for the rest of the season. And we talked a little bit. We just mentioned the Patriots briefly. And moving on to another AFC East team who lost to the second worst team in the NFL in the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, you know, are 2-2 two and two after the Urban Meyer incident. I've had a day now to think this game over, and the result really still makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me how a top five scoring offense in the NFL could put up only six points against a terrible Jaguars defense. Josh Allen seems to be going through similar things that his pal Patrick Mahomes has been going through. The interception to the Jaguars Josh Allen was terrible. It was pathetic. You were left questioning what he was even looking at. And the game ultimately came down to the fact that Josh Allen turned the ball over three times and the Jaguars didn't turn the ball over. And I'm not going to, now I know I've just said negative things about Josh Allen, but I'm not going to use this game as a reason to slander Josh Allen moving forward. I have a similar opinion when it comes to the people criticizing Mahomes. We have seen their talent. We know what both of them are capable of, and he's going to turn things around moving forward. He just had a bad game, and I think he was pressing due to some of the Bills' deficiencies. The thing that I think is really concerning for the Bills going forward is that they have absolutely no running game, and you can attribute that to their offensive line, and you can also attribute that to their running backs. Their running backs on nine carries average less than two and a half yards a carry. It is hard to win a football game when your running backs are running for less than two and a half yards a carry, and your quarterback is your team's leading rusher, and your quarterback is forced to throw the ball 47 times. He's going to make mistakes eventually. Ravens seem to be doing just fine with that strategy. (laughs) I mean, I'm interested to see what your take on this game is when it comes to Josh Allen. And I think going forward, the Bills running game is a real concern if they're not able to execute super efficiently through the air and they're only going to be able to put up six points against the Jaguars. And I think this is, I mean, it's opened the door for the Patriots to win the AFC East, which myself and basically everyone else didn't think was possible before the season started. And the Bills still have yet to beat a good team. I mean, the Chiefs now have a positive record. Well, no, that door is still closed and locked until Josh Allen's body breaks in half, but I don't think you watch that much of this game simply because of the fact that their run game might be an issue, but when was it used? It was used on short yard situations when it was very obvious that they were going to run the ball. And like, those are not carries you have big breakaway plays on. Those are not carries you have four or five yards on. Those are just two yards in a cloud of dust football. Like a vast majority of those nine carries were in situations like that. Now, if you want to ask, why are they only carrying the ball nine times? I'd love to know that answer myself. But off day for Josh Allen, he was the reason they lost in a lot of ways, you have to ask yourself, why was it an off day? And the answer, really fairly simple when you think about it. And I know you aren't a fan of looking at all the uh, extracurricular reasons players might do. You're a much more of just seeing what happens on the field and reacting to that. But there's so much more to uh, the NFL beyond things like that. But one thing which goes hand in hand with the NFL is broadcasting. It would not be the sport it is without all the little podcasts and all the little creators coming together and making their own content around the NFL. And two young men who have gotten into this game are Peyton and Eli Manning. 
and they've got a nice little Monday Night Football segment. Every player which has come on that show has lost the following week. It's okay, it's a bunch of putzes, and then Josh Allen went on, he's the best player to go on, and that's just not the case. You look at the teams and the players who have been on that show, and it's rather amazing. They've got Travis Kelsey, they got Russell Wilson, they got Rob Gronkowski, they got Matt Stafford, aka Staff Patford, and they got Tom Brady, and now Josh Allen, and all of them lost the next week. It legitimately might be a curse. I don't understand how it's all working out. I don't understand how this keeps happening, but it does. I think it has become abundantly clear players need to steer clear of this show. The only players I think should be going on this show are Lions players, because right now they can't get a win either way. So, hey, break the curse somehow. What Lions players are the Mannings going to want to have on their show, though? I would love to hear what the Mannings have to say to Jared Goff. (laughs) In a lot of ways, it reminds me of Eli Manning if Eli Manning wasn't clutch and didn't have uh, wide receivers with sticky helmets. But players need to stay far away from the Monday Night Football of the Manning brothers. It's just not working out for anyone. And if the great Josh Allen can't break that curse, no one can. I mean, I think I think you're in denial when it comes to the Patriots and Bills. The Patriots are now one game out of first place in the AFC East and they're only a game out because the Bills have had a bye week and the Patriots have not had a bye week. Going forward, they still have to play each other two more times. We'll get to see them play on December 6th and I think with the Patriots, the way they've been building up steam, the way their defense has been building up steam, they might only lose by 20 points instead of 30. They're going Belichick to be, did not have a good matchup against the Bills last season and nothing's going to change unless Mac Jones sneaks over to the Bills locker room and snaps Josh Allen's ankle in half. That's the only thing which could possibly change things. The Patriots are going to lose twice to the Bills. It's not really a conversation. I'm a bit concerned about their seeding in the AFC. A lot of good teams at the top of that division, so I kind of want them to get the vibe that's looking pretty far out of reach unless they win out or only lose one more game, but hey, Patriots not a threat. They are focused about the playoffs, not making the playoffs. I, you're in a little bit of denial. The Patriots have a very good shot, and I won't be surprised if the Patriots wound up getting the AFC East. I won't be surprised. The Titans. I made a TikTok video, and I think many people felt the same way, that they were absolutely cooked after Derrick Henry went down with an injury. And I think their offense is definitely cooked. They got really lucky last night. The offense left a lot to be desired. Exactly what I thought was going to happen happened. It was extremely apparent they weren't functioning. Ryan Tannehill was unable to push the ball downfield. Now, this has nothing to do with Derrick Henry, but Bobby Hart was their starting left tackle and played left tackle it is going to be hard to pass the ball when he's playing there for you and it is not every game you're going to get Matthew Stafford to throw an interception that is very Wentz-like to put you on within their five yard line to get let you get an easy touchdown and then you get a bad Matthew Stafford pick six where he just threw the ball into coverage and let it go for a touchdown they got lucky last night the offense's deficiencies were extremely apparent without Derrick Henry and especially with the offensive line not being all that talented especially with Taylor Luan out I mean Taylor Luan was completely cooked by this point season before he got injured let's call it spade a spade he was playing bad football he is better than 
whatever Bobby Hart is. <laughs> so Barely. There's a reason Bobby Hart has played for like six teams, I think. And something I thought was interesting, I was amazed at how much Adrian Peterson actually got to play. They were using Adrian Peterson in the Wildcat on the goal line coming off the street, 36 years old. I, I was so surprised and it was making me also upset because I needed Mick Nichols to put up some points and apparently they have no faith in their running back who has been with them the entire season to actually play a running back and they took 36 year old Adrian Peterson off the street to be the main ball carrier in needed situations their offense is completely deficient and in general I think Mike Vrabel needs a lot more respect as being one of the best coaches in the NFL I think he's a top five coach in the NFL been constantly finding a way for the Titans to get wins even with Derrick Henry out the defense has now stepped up the defense at the beginning of the season looked atrocious last year it wasn't very good and now it's starting to come to life with the players they have Jeffrey Simmons Harold Landry Kevin Bayard so I think Mike Variable needs more respect the offense is still really bad have their division locked up now especially with this win they need what they have seven eight wins they need probably three more wins to outpace they the need Colts. one more win to outpace the Colts the Colts are completely dysfunctional but yeah like Variable's solution to winning games wasn't just Derek save me the past half season no letting Derek Henry carry you while something most coaches can do hey I don't blame him for doing it. Watching Derrick Henry run, thing of beauty. Now he's got the greatest running back, arguably of all time, in his backfield. A little bit older, also been on like six teams. So shout out to him and their backup tackle. The way the Titans geared up for Adrian Peterson makes me wonder if they knew Derrick Henry was hurt. Because they loaded the box, that passing touchdown on Tannehill had was because they sold so hard on Peterson that the guy was wide open in the end zone. Like, who was game planning for the Rams defense and they not read Schefter's Twitter like (laughs) I mean I was thinking the same thing on the rushing touchdown that Tannehill had they loaded the box like it was Derrick Henry completely bit on the fake and let Ryan Tannehill walk into the end zone I mean let's call a spade a spade here Derrick Henry probably would not put up that good of a numbers against the defensive effort which was put on by the Rams last evening the only difference is Titans somewhat knew they were gonna have to do things besides just feed him the ball so worked out for him Are other teams going to be like that? Probably not. Most of these guys working as defensive uh, coordinators know their football a little bit better than I think the Rams guy might after last week, but... Adrian Peterson will have a big role with that team. Being 36 does not matter. He was the bell cow back for the Lions last season. Had a whole bunch of touchdowns, not that many carries, but he was the go-to goal line guy, and he's going to see a bigger role. He's still got some speed, gas left in the tank. Being away from football might honestly be beneficial in a lot of areas to most players because you're not getting that wear and tear on your body. So I'm very happy to see him back in the league doing what he does, and I expect a few hundred-yard games to finish the season out. Go Titans. They are easily going to win that division. And you know, when Derrick Henry comes back for the playoffs, I think he needs to accept the fact that he's probably going to be a backup to Adrian Peterson. <laughs> which, hey, it shouldn't be our friend. It's going to be a backup to Derrick Adrian Henry, Peterson. Derrick Henry appreciates the history and the greatness of the man who will be in front of him. With the Lions last year, he still did average 3, 3.9 yards a carry, which it isn't great. Here's the thing, Tristan. That's the Lions offensive line. At this point, might be better than what the Titans have left on their offensive line. It definitely isn't. Titans at least have a functional interior line, which is where Peterson was running most of the time. Seven touchdowns could have had 12. 
You never know, but no. Adrian Peterson's a bell cow backsmore. I'm glad I picked him up in one of my fantasy leagues. And go Titans go. That number eight... One last thing I have to say about the Titans is that they're in great position come playoff time because it looks like Derrick Henry's going probably, you know, even if it's 10 weeks, I think nine, I think nine weeks or 10 weeks. I don't know. That's when the playoffs start. And if he's healthy and full go when the playoffs come around, the Titans are in a great position. I think that's something to look forward to if you're a Titans fan because they're going to make the playoffs. But that has been today's show. Let us know what you think down in the comments below. Be sure, if you have not already, which you probably have, to hit that subscribe button. We appreciate all the growth we are getting. 11 subscribers in a month. Very big deal for us. Astronomical growth. But we will see you next week.